following program is a work of fiction dealing with the potential fallout from untreated mental illness. If you're triggered by this subject, we urge you to proceed cautiously and to look into counseling or other resources available online or in your area. Take action. You're worth it. The Smell of Pines, Darkly, Part 4 dreams, sunshine? How long have you been sitting there? Just a minute. You sounded bad. I, I don't know what happened. What? You mean yesterday? I, I don't know what's happened and it's messing with my head. Nadia, did I kill him? <laughs> That's funny. You're so funny. Nadia, please. Like you could harm a fly. I'm serious. I think... I think I'm crazy. I think I killed people and I don't know it. You really do think that, don't you? Daniel, look at me. Are you looking at me? You didn't kill anyone. But you don't know. I was there last night, remember? And I know you. Hell, Danny, you're the only sane one in this family. Look, I gotta take off. What? Jan and I figure it's a good time to go, so we're leaving. Town. Where are you going? We're going to get married. Yeah, but where are you going? I'm not telling you that. For your own good, I'm not. I'll get in touch in a couple of days once we get some distance from this mess. In the meantime, you need to take this. What is it? It's a combination. In Mom and Dad's bedroom, in the closet, there's a trap door. In the floor under the carpet. You'll find a safe in there. It's heavy, so be careful lifting it out. How do you know this? Listen to me. They were supposed to release Dad last night, but he never came home. I don't know where he is, and I don't know when he'll come back. But if he does, if he makes trouble, you give that combination to the cops. You understand? No. Not at all. Good. Ignorance is bliss in this case. Trust me this once, Daniel. What's in the safe? You don't need to know right now. I hope you never need to know. Goodbye, Danny.
Hello, Daniel? Yeah. You wanted to speak to me. Yeah, is this room wired for a video and stuff? It's an interrogation room, so yeah. Is all the stuff on? The equipment? Yes, it's always on when we interview someone. Would you like me to turn the equipment off? No, I guess not. I need to confess. Okay. Daniel, you're not doing this just to protect your father, are you? I thought you released him. We did, for now. Okay. My dad's innocent because I'm guilty. Of what? Of murder. I think I killed that girl, Beth. I think I killed my mother. And I think I killed Beth's dad. What's his name? Uh, Carl. You think? You mean you don't know? I've been having blackouts. Okay. I'll lose consciousness, and then I'll wake up, and it'll be sometime later. Sometimes an hour or more, and someone's always dead. So you don't actually remember killing anyone? No, but I'm crazy. I'm pretty sure I'm schizophrenic. I hear voices in the woods. They tell me to do things, and then I lose all this time. That sounds like repressed memory, doesn't it? And then last night, that Carl guy came to our house and forced his way into the basement, and next thing I know, I'm burying something in the woods. Burying what? I don't know. I don't remember putting it in the hole. Only finishing up. Okay, what was that about your basement? What? You said Carl Leibowitz forced his way into your house and went to the basement. Why did he do that? I... I don't know. What's in the basement? My dad has a workroom down there. We're not allowed. You're not allowed? No. Why? What's so secret? Daniel, I think you need to meet someone. What do you mean? This is Special Agent Flute from the FBI. Hello, Daniel. What's going on? What do the metrics say? Let's talk about that outside. Daniel, can you tell me your father's whereabouts right now? No. Do you know where he's likely to go if pressed? A hideout? Something like that? I don't understand. He doesn't have a cabin or an apartment in another town? No. Why would he? Is he for real? Take it easy. He's been through a lot. Alright. So, Daniel, I understand you're confessing to a series of murders. Yeah. Murders you don't remember committing. I just... I'm... Mm-hmm. You don't remember committing the murders, but you're willing to confess to them. Well, I have reason to believe that... I have reason to believe you're full of shit! Well, hang on. Daniel, look, this situation is more complicated than you realize. And I think all of us can understand you wanting to protect your family. Oh my gosh. But understand, Agent Flute is here, because the FBI has reason to believe... We've been investigating your father... We think he's been involved in a string of murders going back 20 years. I don't understand. It's possible that- Your father's a serial killer. What? We've linked up to 12 murders, most in Minnesota, two or three in Wisconsin, one North Dakota. All young people. 10 girls, two boys, mostly sex workers. They were dismembered. The pieces were found wrapped neatly in butcher paper and buried in the woods. Why haven't I heard about this? The agency has gotten much better at controlling information. And there's an unusually long cool-off period 
between these murders. It doesn't hurt that the newspapers and local TV stations are struggling, laying off staff. We don't have to worry about ambitious reporters so much anymore. Do you have any proof against my father? He's our best suspect. But do you have any proof? Daniel, if he didn't do it, you have nothing to hide, right? There's more you should know. Wait! Hang on. We have reason to believe that whoever committed these murders had an accomplice. In several cases, a woman was spotted with him as he cruised around looking for victims. Who? We don't know for sure. We've got a pretty good guess. Agent. Deputy. Daniel, descriptions match your parents. Both of them. Uh, what? We think your father had help from your mother. My mother died in a car crash. Your mother died in a car crash this week. These murders go back 20 years, maybe longer. Daniel, are you okay? I need to go. What about your confession? Change your mind? I, I, I rescind it. I, I don't remember anything. What's your take on him now? Confused kid, messed up family. Maybe he is crazy, I don't know. No. Mental health issues could foul up the whole case. And I don't want to give the father a path to the insanity plea. What are you going to do now? Keep to the plan. Keep watching him. home. This scrap of paper that Nadia had given me was still in my pocket. I headed straight to my parents' bedroom. It hadn't been touched in a couple of days. Not since she died. It was easy enough to find the spot under the carpet and easy enough to find the safe. The combination worked perfectly. Why wouldn't it? I don't know what I expected to find inside, but it wasn't what I found. I was expecting, I don't know, records, a journal, or a diary maybe. Instead it was just junk. Some jewelry, two or three scarves, a button with why not printed on it, and a ticket stub from the 2005 Minnesota State Fair. All of it confused me. Why had Nadia known about this? Why did she think it would protect me? Protect me from what? That's when I found the manila envelope. It was bulging with pictures. Polaroids. I didn't even know we had that kind of camera. The pictures were all faded and bleached out like Polaroids so often are. Some of them had dates written on that wide border along the bottom. One of them even went back to 1997, the year I was born. All of the pictures were... I suppose I should say disturbing, but I wasn't disturbed. I was numb. Sometimes the kids were tied up, sometimes naked, sometimes obviously dead. 
most of the pictures were just close-ups of body parts. Wounds, isolated from faces. Some of them, though, had my father in them. My father doing things. He was smiling in almost all of them. I'd never seen my father smile before. In one or two, he was looking annoyed. At the photographer, maybe. That got me thinking. If my father was in them, who was taking the pictures? I put everything back exactly as I'd found it. Closed and locked the safe, then gently closed my parents' bedroom door like I didn't want to disturb anything. Like it was a tomb, sealed now for the ages. I was in the woods now. My headphones, my shield against what I heard in there were left inside. But the weird thing was I didn't hear the voices through the pines now. I, I didn't hear anything but the wind. I was sitting on the ground and it was just the woods. Just as it has always been. Why did I feel like I'd lost a friend? I looked toward the road. He was there. The boogeyman. Old Oli. An old man in a leather apron and a funny Elmer Fudd hat. He was about 50 feet away, walking inside the tree line. I saw him as a silhouette, walking casually like he didn't have a care in the world. But wasn't so casual was the large knife he carried, swinging back and forth in his hand like a walking stick as he strode towards some unknown destination. I was on my feet before I knew it. I was walking through the woods toward the road, toward him without a thought in my head. All I had was this boiling, heated anger that was pushing and pushing at my back, trying to push me out of control. God, when was the last time I felt angry? Or any emotion other than fear? When did I last feel anything? It was like every little cut from the last five years was staining me. And this time I couldn't keep it under control. Hey! I came up on him fast. Hey, you! I could see the black and red plaid of his jacket under the streetlight that was along the highway. I could see the knife flash in the light at the end of his arm, swinging back and forth like a pendulum. Then I had my hand on his shoulder. I grabbed at the wrist on his knife hand, gripping it firmly. I spun him around and... Daniel, there you are. Dad? No leather apron? No funny hat? No knife? Been... been looking for you. Just... my father. I have to move on for a while. What do you mean? Um... Uh, I'm in a spot of trouble. I need to get clear. Will you and your sister be alright on your own? Nadia left. She went with Jan. Who? Jan, you know. The guy she's been dating for like three years. The guy she's planning to marry. Oh. Good. Good, that's good. We stood there under the streetlight. He chewed on his lip and stared at me. There was a look in his eye I'd never seen before. Sadness? Fear? 
not exactly, but something like it. Regret, maybe. I know. I know I'm not leaving you with much. Regret. But you keep the house. Sell it if you want. Move out. Might be best if you do. Move out. Dad, I... I gotta, I gotta get going because, uh, I... Dad, Nadia knew the combination of the safe. The one under the floor in your bedroom closet. I looked in it. I saw everything. Now the way he looked at me was sad. He sagged. He stared at me, and for the first time I saw how red his eyes were. So it's all true? You really did those things? Look, boy, I'm gonna go away. Maybe I'll get clear, maybe I won't. Doesn't much matter now. Suppose people like me shouldn't get clear, just... I just want you to know, I never meant any of this to touch you or your sister. You especially. That was your mom's doing. She knew you'd need to be separate from it. She knew you were more... Sensitive? Yeah. I thought it was me, Dad. I thought I was the one doing it all. Mom's accident, that girl from town... Hell, even the squirrel on the porch. I thought I was doing it all and not remembering it. I thought I was crazy. No, no, son. You're the sane one. He took a step closer to me and put a hand on my shoulder. That was the first, the only time I remember my father touching me with anything like affection. Listen, Daniel. You you sell this place. You get clear of this town, here. This will be no place for you when a call comes out. Kids will trespass, play pranks. About drove your mother crazy. Did she... Was she... He knew what I was asking by the look in my eyes. No. She never harmed anyone. But she was there, right? Don't ask me such a thing. I didn't say anything, but I could feel the tears starting to boil up in my eyes. He could see it too. I could tell by how he looked at me. Ah, damn it. I'm sorry. I just... Never mind. Look, look. We all got our sins, right? I don't want to talk about your mother that way. I don't want you to remember that way. Imagine why she wanted to be there when I... But she had her thing just like I did. I never did understand it, but she had her thing. We all do. Now please, Daniel. Please don't dwell on that. Where are you going to go? I'm not telling you that. Be better that way. What should I do? Whoever comes, state cops, FBI, whoever, wants you to cooperate with them, understand? Show them the safe, the mounds on the back property, everything. Even if I can't get clear, you need to keep yourself clear, understand? Yeah. All right. One last thing. Now this is important. It was a black Escalade, and it was on us before we knew it. (laughs) Hey! Dad was gone in a flash. I'd never seen him run like that. And then, I don't know. I was running after him, trying to catch up. It never occurred to me that I was running away from the cops, too. That I could get in serious trouble. I could just see my father's shadow ahead, weaving in and around the trees. A dark specter among the pines, and then... Jeez, hold it! 
Calm down! I got you! Don't make it any worse, Will! There were other cops in the woods. Of course they'd send more than one car. They had us surrounded all along. Take it easy! And my father, lying on the ground, handcuffs snapped onto his wrist, was laughing. Not loud, not maniacally, just laughing. Like a man who'd heard a joke. <laughs> all of a sudden, I saw how funny it was, too. <laughs> how are you doing, Dan? Am I under arrest? No, but you're going to be held as a material witness. We have to convince the DA you aren't a flight risk. I'm not. We all know that. But the DA is from Duluth, the big city. They do things differently there. My dad okay? Um, he's being very cooperative. Almost happy. The FBI guys say he's a serial killer. What do you have to say about that? Did he tell you about the safe? I don't know. It's the FBI show now. We're only getting scraps. That's a combination to a safe built into the floor of my parents' bedroom closet. You'll have to look under the carpet. Be careful lifting it out. It's heavy. What's in it? He told me to cooperate with you. What? My dad. He told me to cooperate with you. Look in that safe. You'll have everything you need. Dan... For real now, did you know? About him? No. Some people are going to find that hard to believe. You lived under his roof. You knew about his workroom in the basement. I didn't know what was down there. We weren't allowed. You're 24. We weren't allowed. It was a kind of laboratory. He had a mortician's table down there. Cutting equipment. A drainage system. Forensics have just started, but word is they won't get any evidence out of that basement. They say it's cleaner than an operating room. It probably is. Daniel, there's one thing you need to know. What? Your father is writing out confessions as we speak. He's up to 17. He admits to that girl Beth from out of town, the one who disappeared. I remember. But there's two we're questioning him about. He's balking on. One is the girl's father, Carl Leibowitz. The other is your mother. He claims to have nothing to do with those. Oh. Do you know anything about them? He said he wasn't responsible for mom? That's right. The FBI guys agree. They say it doesn't fit his profile. Daniel. Yeah? Do you know anything about those? Nadia was with me when Carl died. What was that? Nothing. I don't remember anything about either of those. You're sure? Positive. I don't remember a thing. You know, the DA and the FBI guys, they're going to have a lot of questions for you. I'm not worried. Why? I can handle it. I'm the sane one in the family. It, 
it didn't take long for them to let me go. My father kept confessing until the lawyers felt they had enough. They didn't need my testimony anymore. So I took a ride in a police car back to my house. It was still a crime scene, so they let me pack a bag and go to the Nomad Motel at the edge of town. But I only had to stay there a day or two. Then I was back in the house. Alone. Walking the halls, looking in the rooms. They asked if I could please stay out of the basement for the time being because they may want to come back and search for more evidence. I did, of course. It was easy to avoid the basement. My training ran deep. Hello? Hey. Oh, hi. Where are you? Tennessee. Really? Yeah. I'd rather not say where. Did you hear about Dad? Yeah. We've been following online. Yeah. Nadia? Did you know? <laughs> How could I not? I mean, not the extent of it, but yeah, I knew all of us were majorly screwed up. All of us but you, of course. Don't say that. <laughs> Feeling left out? Don't be stupid, Dan. One thing. That night that Carl guy broke into our house? Yeah? You're worried. Yeah. Did I... Don't worry, dork. You were just as useless as ever. So, you... Daniel, this family has been cursed for something from the start. Eventually, we're gonna have to tell everything to the cops or somebody. But when it's just us, like you and I on the phone here, let's not... Let's just... Not. Nadia, I don't remember what I did. Lucky you. I'll try to call again. The next time I heard from my sister was a year later. It was an email with the wedding picture, her and Jan at some chapel in Las Vegas. She was in jeans and a t-shirt, wearing a corny veil and holding a bouquet of plastic flowers, probably both rented from the chapel. After that, nothing. It's been two years since my father was arrested. His trial was quick and sensational. Moved to another county because we're rural and everybody knows everybody around here. No chance for an impartial jury. He ended up with 24 life sentences because there's no death penalty in Minnesota or North Dakota or Wisconsin. I go and see him about once a year. He seems good. Serial killers always seem to enjoy being caught. There's two or three true crime writers buzzing around his story, and he keeps encouraging me to sell it to them. But I don't know. Kids come around to our house, just like he predicted. They ring the doorbell and run away laughing. Honestly, I kind of enjoy that. The sound of children's laughter. The call center finally gave me my own terminal, lets me work from home. Even though I'd begged for one for years, they said they did it for everyone else's benefit. I was proving a distraction at the office. So, I stay here, wishing Nadia would call, visiting my father now and again. 
walking in the woods around our house. Now that they've been mostly excavated by the FBI. I walk without my headphones because I want to hear the voices that I heard before. Sometimes I almost can. But whatever the case, I enjoy the woods. I enjoy the feeling of the needles beneath my feet, the rushing of the wind through the trees, and I enjoy the smell of pines, darkly. Because I know the voices could come back at any moment, telling me to do things, telling me to remember things. Because of all the death and crime that happened on this property, in the rush to convict a serial killer, the authorities chose to ignore the one crime my father refused to confess to. Death of my mother. It happened on the night I was blacked out and angry at her. No one's looking into that crime at all. Sometimes I wish the voices would come back and tell me what happened. But mostly I want the voices to return because now they're my only friend. Almost my only friend. Pines Darkly, Part 4. Featured Trelawney Irwin as Nadia, Caleb Sofers was the deputy, Ian Hall portrayed Agent Flute, Jeffrey Adams was Will, and starring Justin Kepler as Daniel. Other voices provided by the talented cast. Script, direction, and sound design by Jeffrey Adams. Some sound effects courtesy of the Freesound Project, at freesound.org. The song Despair and Triumph was provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. This program is copyright 2022 by the Icebox Radio Theater, which is solely responsible for its content. Partial funding made possible in part by the voters of Minnesota through a grant from the Minnesota State Arts Board thanks to a legislative appropriation from the Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. For more information, visit iceboxradio.org.